This is Ahuka, and welcome to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. And I am continuing my series on LibreOffice and focusing for a while now on LibreOffice Writer. Now, in the last episode, uh, we took a look at an introduction to the idea of styles. Remember that styles and templates are the two key concepts that you need to master if you're going to be uh, a proficient user of uh, any word processing program, really. It's not just LibreOffice Writer, uh, Microsoft Word, OpenOffice, uh, Corel Word, Perfect Office, you name it. Uh, if you haven't mastered styles and templates to some degree, you're just never going to really be any good with this stuff. So we had a uh, default template. And then last time we talked about the different kinds of styles. There are five kinds of styles, paragraph styles, character styles, frame styles, page styles, and list styles. Kind of a lot, isn't it? Now, again, the thing that you want to bear in mind, you do not have to master in detail all of this stuff. Uh, you know, I, I can tell you I haven't mastered all of it. I, there's, there is so much that you can do with a program like LibreOffice Writer or any of the other uh, word processing programs. Uh, you know, you want to consider the fact that the the people working on this stuff have been adding features for the last 20 years, <laughs> okay? Uh, I mean, I remember WordPerfect on, uh, on a DOS computer way, way back, and, uh, you know, that seemed to have everything you would ever need. Well, you know, that was 20 years ago, and, you know, there's still, you know, they keep adding more and more features, and there's a new versions uh, LibreOffice 4.0 is uh, is about out is coming out I'm not sure is it out now or it will be out soon I think it may, might be an alpha um, and uh, you know they're talking about uh, Microsoft Office 2013 etc so um, there, there's probably more here than any human being can actually master but let's get some of the basics of this now, last time we looked at the at the five styles, and I showed you how to uh, uh, take the style and formatting box and dock it to the left side of your uh, screen. And I hope you've done that in LibreOffice. Uh, whether or not you've also decided to turn on non-printing characters, I'll leave that to your discretion. But at least you know that it's there. Uh, Believe me, when you have a document that is giving you trouble and you're trying to figure out, you know, why is it doing this? You know, we have not perfected the do-what-I-mean-not-what-I-say technology. Um, someday that may happen, but for the moment, computers do whatever we tell them to. Um, and so it, it's helpful when you can't figure out why the computer is doing something to turn on non-printing characters and take a look. But enough of that for now. 
Um, I just opened up a brand new document. As I've said before, when I open up a brand new document, uh, it opens up on heading one because that's how my default template has been set up to do that. Now, if I take a look at the styles and formatting box that's docked on the uh, left side of my screen, if I right-click on heading one, I see a menu. It's a fairly short menu. It only has two items, new and modify. Now, as you might expect, new would let me create a whole new style. And we will do that because there's one that I almost always create, but for the moment I'm going to go to modify. And when I click modify, uh, I come up with a window that has all of the properties for the style. And uh, if I've counted correctly, there are 12 different tabs. There's a lot of stuff going on here. I'm not even sure I can get through all of it in one episode. Uh, it might take me a couple to get through this. Uh, all of these paragraph styles are going to have the same kinds of things. Now, the paragraph styles, by the way, are among the more complicated things we're going to do. Character styles are fairly simple in contrast. But if we take a look at a paragraph style, the very first tab is the one that says Organizer. And on the Organizer tab, the first line says Name. And the name is Heading 1. Okay, not surprising there. And then next to it, there is a checkbox. And the checkbox says Auto Update. Now, that should be blank by default. And you want it to be blank. And let me explain why. Auto Update is a feature that if you have checked that, what would happen, and now granted, in my documents I only have one heading, uh, one heading one, because I consider heading one the title of the document, but let's say I was looking at a different style, uh, like a paragraph style or a text style or something like that. If I had auto-update checked, what would happen is, let's say I'm on page 43 of a long document, and I suddenly decide, well, this particular paragraph in my document, I'm going to make italic for some reason. Maybe it's a quote, or it's just something I wanted to emphasize, or whatever. If I had auto-update selected, LibreOffice Writer would say, oh, you just changed your paragraph to be italic. That must mean, because you've selected auto-update, you want all of your paragraphs to be italic, and it will go ahead and change them. You can see why I never turn this on, <laughs> okay? Uh, they, you know, there's probably someone somewhere that really needs this. I, I'm not exactly sure why. It, it strikes me as an odd sort of thing, but, um, you know, maybe, maybe someone's going to write back to me and say, well, actually, I use it, and here's why, and it'll make sense, and, you know, that's fine. I, I learn stuff all the time, but believe me, I turn it off. Under that is a thing that says Next Style. Now, to understand next style, let, let's go back to this whole thing about paragraph level styles. We're in the paragraph style section of uh, the styles and formatting. And remember we said last time a paragraph is what happens every time you hit the enter key. You, you finish one paragraph level object and you start another paragraph level object. Okay, so 
two parts to that. When I hit enter, I'm ending one object and I'm starting another object. What will that next object be? Well, that's what you choose here in Next Style, because if you take a look at that drop-down, you see you have a number of different options. Now, the way I have mine set up is that Heading 1, my next style is going to be Heading 2. Now, that fits my workflow. If it doesn't fit your workflow, figure out what does. The reason that fits my workflow is I do a lot of documentation and memos and technical writing and things like that where it makes sense. So heading one is centered, bold, large type at the top of the page, and as soon as I hit the enter key, I go to heading two, which is the heading of my first major section of the document. That works for me. Now, what is that linked with? That's the next thing. And this is where uh, I want to go back to something we talked about before, objects, and I said it, it might be a little abstract, but hang on to this. And one of the things about objects is that they have inheritance. And inheritance can happen here if I link this with another style. Now, generally speaking, I do not want to do this. There are special cases for it. And actually, headings would be a good example of a special case. But for the moment, let's think about what this means. If I have it linked, let's say that I have uh, linked this style with uh, another style, and it's the style for uh, marginalia, whatever. Uh, <coughs> and, and at some point, I decide to change the style for marginalia. You know, give it a different font, make it a different size, uh, whatever. Well, if this is linked to that, I would change this style automatically when I change the one it's linked to. And that's what the linkage means. All right. So, as a general rule, I say set the linked width to none. Do not link one style to another most of the time that's going to get you into trouble. Now, uh, the one place where that might make sense is with headings. But you've got to be careful here because uh, if you do that, uh, one of the things about headings is because there's different levels. There's heading 1, heading 2, heading 3, heading 4. I want to make use of a visual language that is going to allow each of those to appear different. So, as a general rule, I you know, leave everything unlinked. So, that's what's on the organizer. Now, if I take a look at uh, right under that, there's a, there's a category. Um, if this is a built-in style like Heading 1, it's already been assigned a category. Uh, if I were to create a style, I could select which category it goes in. And when we create one, we'll see how that works. And then under that, we've got Contains. Well, here's what mine says. Contains Western text, Liberation Sands, plus 145%. So it, the font is Liberation Sands, the size is 145%, then it says plus bold, right? So it is bold, plus centered, plus numbering, parentheses outline, plus one. So it's the first level, if, if we were outlining, it is the, the highest or first level of outlining. Um, 
indent left 0.3 inch, indent right 0 0.0 inch, in other words no right indent, from top 0 inch, from bottom 0.18 inch, plus keep with next paragraph. Okay, it says all of that. Now this is, it's a description, you can't change it from here, but in fact every single thing that it says here is adjustable on one of the other tabs. So let's take a look at, at the other tabs now. Uh, next one is indents and spacing. Okay, indents and spacing. And I see indent before the text, 0.3 inches. 0 0.30 inches is what it says. Um, okay, and then after text, 0. First line, 0 automatic, then spacing, uh, above, below, paragraph, then line spacing, register true, all kinds of good stuff. So what does it all mean? Well, the first thing I'm going to note in passing here is that my settings uh, reflect things in inches. If you're in Europe or some other civilized part of the world, it would probably be in centimeters, but I'm in the United States and we just don't get along with the metric system for some odd reason. And uh, writer knows that I'm in the United States, so it has set things for inches. Now, what do each of these things mean? So the first setting is for before the text, all right, which for mine is 0 0.30 inches, or uh, if it was in, in Europe, it might be 0.64 centimeters, or what have you. Uh, and that is going to control the space between the left margin of the page and the leftmost part. Okay, so um, now mine is centered anyway, so it, it might not even be noticeable that there's any um, indent at all for something like this. Um, but if I had a really long title, that would start to affect something in a very subtle way. Then after text does the same thing on the right side. Then first line, which for a centered heading it shouldn't make any difference. But when I talk about paragraph styles later, I'm going to talk about first line because uh, we're I was taught was that every paragraph, the very first line should be indented, and that's where you could sit, make a setting to do that here. But for a heading, it doesn't really matter. Uh, automatic. Okay. What, what you're doing there is you're basically saying to LibreOffice Writer, uh, you figure it out. So, um, you know, you could check that and, and not worry about it, leave it blank. I, I, don't, I don't know that that makes a whole lot of difference. Now then, the spacing has to do with the lines above and below. How much space above and below? And this is worth thinking about a little bit. Uh, you know, everyone is a little bit different. So I'm looking at a heading. Now, I've, I'm already on a page. My page style says that I've got a margin at the top of the page. So I'm not at the very top of the page anyway. I'm, you know, let's say an inch down or whatever measurement you would normally use. If I were to put spacing above the paragraph, it would move my heading down even further by however 
much space I put in. Uh, I don't want that, so I have it set to zero. There's really no reason for it here. Uh, where you have to be careful about this, there's, there's a good use for the spacing, uh, but what you have to worry about is when you have multiple elements on a page, and some have spacing above and some have spacing below, and if one follows the, you know, you could have something where this element had spacing below the paragraph and it's followed by an element that has spacing above the paragraph, and you have now this huge space between the two of them. So that can get a little weird. Um, I tend to forget most of the time about putting space above anything and simply do below. So what I do for paragraph level objects is I have it set to, uh, and generally my rule, again mine is in inches, is 0.18 inches, which works out to roughly a blank line um, in my 12 point type, that sort of thing. Uh, so you could if you set it that way, what happens is that when you hit the enter key for a paragraph level object, instead of going immediately to the next line, it adds whatever amount of space you've specified here. Uh, I like my paragraphs to have a little bit of space between them, so again, I, I set generally 0.18 inches. Then the next thing you have here is the uh, spacing, and that has to do with the uh, line spacing, rather, that has to do with individual lines. The, the spacing section itself was about paragraph level objects. So I could have space separating paragraph level objects, but have the actual paragraphs or whatever uh, be single spaced, which I very often would. Uh, so what are the, uh, the line spacing? Default is single. All right, so every line is a single line, and and it just it's really just based on the font size. Um, you could have it set to one and a half lines. You could have it set to double. Uh, now, one of the things that you might start thinking about here is that uh, these settings depend on what it is you're trying to do. Uh, you know, I have, uh, in my past, for instance, I was a college professor at one point, and the standard for student papers was they were supposed to be double-spaced. So if you simply set up your style to have double-spacing, you would get that result automatically. Uh, there are certain circumstances where uh, there might be a style guide that says, you know, this is the way things ought to be. If you were in in college, uh, you know, a teacher might tell you, uh, we're going to use this particular style guide, or you want to submit something to a publication, and they say, well, this is our style guide, you have to match this. So that's where you would look to set the, the line spacing. Um, and proportional lets you fine tune that a little bit. So 100% would be a single line, 200% would be double line, you know. So if you didn't like 1.5 and you said, oh, I want to be 1.6 lines, you know, set it for 160% then. Uh, so that lets you fine tune all of that. Uh, then there's uh, at least, so that's a, as you might guess, that sets a minimum value for the line spacing. Um, then there's something called not sure how this is pronounced, leading or letting. I think it's letting because I think it comes from the print. Uh, and that lets you control the height of the vertical space 
from the bottom of the font of the line above to the top of the font of the line below. So, uh, in other words, think about this as what happens when you have a, a drop-down letter like a G on one line and a stick-up letter like an F on the next. So, that lets you fine-tune that a little bit. Most of the time, you probably will have no reason to ever do any of this. Um, and fixed lets you enter an exact value for line spacing. Uh, so that's what's going on with that particular tab. All right. So um, alignment. That's another good one. So uh, I have left, right, center, justified. Um, well, you know, this, this isn't rocket science on this one. Uh, left aligned means everything lines up to the left margin. Um, right means everything lines up on the right margin. So, it's, you know, flush left, flush right, etc. Uh, is going to happen here. Center. Now, for my heading one, I have it set to center. Right? Uh, justified is a... Um, basically is trying to make everything line up perfectly on both sides. Now, most books are published with justified because uh, they want everything to line up perfectly on both the left and the right. Now, in order to accomplish this, um, you, you have to fudge things. And so if you're reading a, a text that has been justified, every once in a while you will see that there are large spaces between words on a particular line. And that's because there's probably, you know, they're trying to figure out how do we fit these words in and make the margins line up exactly, and that was the only way they could come up with it, was to start plugging in all of that. So they, they add all those spaces to make it line up. Uh, you know, basically, for the stuff that I do, it's either left or center most of the time. There, there's rarely a case where I need to do a... I mean, there are certain things that you might have flushed over to the right, but uh, generally speaking, left or center does most of mine. But if you do go with justified, what, you, you note that one of the things that um, it lets you do is say, well, what about the last line? Right? You imagine, if you're trying to line these up, suppose the last line only has a couple of words. You put one all the way over to the left and the other all the way over to the right, and that would look really stupid. So it says, it gives you a couple of options here. And so I'll just put it all over to the left. That's where most people would expect it. Center it or justify it, in which case, guess what? You're going to get one word all the way over to the left and the other word all the way over to the right. Uh, and then there's a the thing about expanding a single word. Uh, you know, if you only had one word at the bottom, uh, do you just leave it all the way over to the left or whatever, or, or do you actually try and space the individual letters out? That's really weird, but, you know, stuff like that happens. Finally, text-to-text -text alignment. Uh, this is one of those things, if you are not uh, a really dedicated um, graphic designer in publishing, you can ignore. It has to do with when you have two different fonts on one line, uh, that may be of different sizes and, and characteristics, and you know, how do you vertically line them up? Um, and you know, do you 
line them up along a common baseline or at the top or the bottom or you know it, it gets a little fussy well uh, it looks like I've gone on for a bit of time here um, and we've only made it through a couple of tabs of this uh, box here so we've still got a whole lot to do uh, but for now this is Ahuka signing off and uh, don't forget to support free software You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.